Lotus FM News with Tracy Valaitham. 11 o'clock a day, traffic authorities in KwaZulu-Natal have advised motorists to use alternative routes from the province to Johannesburg in the Free State. This follows a fatal crash in which three people were killed and another seriously injured on the N3 at Montrose in Harrismith this morning. The crash has caused the closure of the road. KwaZulu-Natal Emergency Medical Services spokesperson Robert McKenzie. The crash has left the road closed. This has resulted in massive traffic implications and there's a massive traffic jam from the scene of the accident which has left the highway closed in both directions. The traffic has already backed up as far as Windy Corner on the N3 into KZN. This far advice to, at this stage, please delay using the route if possible or if they have to make the trip, use the N11 divert by Amadjuba Park. And motorists are also advised to please be extremely cautious in Northern Natal as there are reports of trucks parked along the side of the roads as well as trucks delaying their trips and parking off in several towns in northern Kenden due to the delay caused by the crash. Former Mineral Resources Minister Ngoako Ramatlodi has again disputed claims that he had conflict of interest in the mining industry. Executive Chairperson of Macau Mining Bridget Hadebe earlier welcomed President Jacob Zuma's cabinet reshuffle, which had seen Ramatlodi being moved to the Public Service and Administration Ministry. Hadebe says concerns were raised that Ramatlodi had conflicting interests while he was Mineral Resources Minister. However, Ramatlodi spokesperson Matlodi Claudie Moore says it's common knowledge that the minister had inherited shares through marriage. The minister Ramatsudi has never really bought any shares in any mining house. The shares that he has, he has them as a consequence of his matrimonial regime. His former wife was the one who had those shares. And because they were married in community of property, he automatically had those shares. And those shares were acquired long before he became a minister of department. Currently in the process of trying to work out how to dispose of the estate. People who are propagating the issue of conflict of interest and knowing very well the truth, they are doing that for their own interest. The Road Traffic Management Corporation has urged motorists to take care of their identity documents and driver's licenses following various incidents of fraud. In the latest case, a Zimbabwe national was arrested for allegedly using someone's ID to obtain a driver's license. The corporation says the woman was nabbed in Rostenville, south of Johannesburg. The woman had allegedly used an ID that another woman had lost in 2002. Melanie Moses has the details. Undercover investigators found that the suspect allegedly illegally obtained a driver's license in 2010 using the ID she'd found. She even renewed the license this year. Two weeks ago, another foreign national was arrested for using a driver's license that didn't belong to him. The minibus taxi driver was nabbed in Midrand. Referring to himself as Aubrey Ringani, the man whose license he'd been using, he immediately produced the card as if it was his. Since he'd acquired the license, he'd accumulated multiple traffic fines. Vandals have set fire to the statue of Queen Victoria at McLean Square in King Williamstown in the Eastern Cape. A few weeks ago, the statue was defaced after being sprayed with red spray paint and captioned with EFF letters. The party denied any involvement but commended those who were behind the defacing. Arts and Culture spokesperson Andile Nduna says such action is punishable by law. It is regrettable that we hear the news of further vandalization of the statue in King Williamstown. Uh, as a department, we have always stood firm against such vandalization and we also want to express our disappointment uh, at the people who have done such an act. And such an act is definitely punishable by law in South Africa. 
The leaders of last week's coup in Burkina Faso are today expected to hand back power to the civilian government. A French news agency says the presidential guard, which was behind the coup, has signed an agreement allowing a power transfer. Six Western African leaders are due to arrive in the capital after yesterday's summit. The UN envoy to West Africa, Mohamed Chambas, says they've decided to deploy military and human rights observers to Burkina Faso. We hope that these important measures that have been taken will create a conducive environment now for Burkinabis themselves to move ahead for the full restoration of the transitional government and also to address some of the problems that probably trigger this crisis. Your top story at 11. Traffic authorities in KwaZulu-Natal have advised motorists to use alternative routes from the province to Johannesburg and the Free State. For Lotus FM News, I'm Tracy Vilatham. I'll be back with more news details at 12.